Hello and welcome to Dell Tech Markets Monday for the 25th of April 2016. Good morning those in America, good afternoon those in Europe and good evening those in Asia. Uh, today we'll cover our usual agenda. Firstly looking at investment markets over the past week. A very strong week again for markets following our upgrade uh, of markets generally two weeks ago. Uh, secondly we'll touch on the economic uh, and market outlook for the coming week. And thirdly we'll touch on our investment idea for this week. This week it's a Dell Tech outlook looking at the US. This is the, the region that we're most bullish on from an economic and from a market perspective, so it's worth spending some time focusing uh, on that US outlook. And finally, we'll touch on our overall investment positioning. So looking at investment markets over the past week, uh, markets were very strong. Commodity prices led markets higher. Across uh, equity markets, developed markets outperformed emerging markets, and now over the past month, uh, developed markets have outperformed emerging markets as well. The strongest across developed markets was Japan, which was up 4.3%. Uh, it still represents uh, the weakest mar market year to date, uh, but it is having a strong bounce. Uh, across emerging markets, the strongest market was Russia, the weakest market was China. In fixed income markets, uh, we saw high yield credit and riskier assets uh, bounce, so global high yield credit uh, was up 1%, US high yield credit up just over 1% as well. That came at the expense of developed market sovereigns. So a clear shift to risk assets, not only across equities, but also across fixed income markets. The real shift to risk assets, though, was seen in commodity markets, where we saw a very strong performance. Oil prices up over 8% uh, over the past week, bringing the monthly rise to 5.5%. Strongest performing across metals, though, was uh, in bulk commodities. Iron ore prices up by 13.8%. All of that in response to uh, a huge amount of China stimulus that's gone into the system. Uh, that's detailed in some. Uh, it, that's detailed um, in our latest quarterly outlook entitled "Bigger Data," which actually sees that the Chinese stimulus that's been injected in terms of growth rates is approximately half the growth rate that we saw uh, in the financial crisis-led stimulus. So in the financial crisis, we saw 14 trillion renminbi of stimulus, uh, a huge level of growth in stimulus. Uh, this time we're seeing about 50% of that growth, so still big numbers that we're talking about in terms of Chinese stimulus. It's driving up steel prices, it's also driving up iron ore prices. Uh, currency markets were mixed, US dollar was stronger, uh, the Japanese yen was the weakest, declining by 2.5%, having its sharpest decline in several months uh, on Friday. Uh, as well as that we saw weakness across emerging markets, the Brazilian real giving back 1% as well. Uh, following uh, a, a relative subdued, relatively subdued week in terms of political activity. In terms of some of the economic data over the past week, data was weak across the board uh, in terms of being below expectations, but again it is coming off a high base. Uh, in the US, housing data was slightly below expectations on the building permit side, but well above expectations on the existing home sales side. Uh, we continue to be positive on the outlook for housing. Uh, we do expect it to experience strong growth over the balance of this year. If we look at Europe, uh, European, European data was also below expectations over the past week, uh, really just on that man market manufacturing PMI number, but importantly it is still above the uh, all-important 50 level, consistent with an economic expansion. If we look at uh, data in Japan, the data was below expectations, again led by that Nikkei manufacturing data. Japanese data continues to deteriorate and policymakers uh, continue to be at odds as to what to do to reflate the economy. Uh, we do have the Bank of Japan meeting coming up this week. 
that should be an important indicator for us. Uh, but at the moment, Japanese data continues to deteriorate. Looking forward uh, into this week's data, it's a very important week uh, in the US for, for two reasons. Firstly, on the consumption side. Secondly, on the industrial production side. On the consumption side, we've got personal income and personal spending data. On the industrial production side, we have a number of regional PMI data points that will provide a good guide as to whether this industrial production resurgence that we've seen over the past few months will indeed be continued into the middle of the year. The most important part, piece of data we're looking for, of course, this week uh, from the US, though, is the FOMC rate decision. We are not expecting an increase in interest rates. Uh, the market is currently pricing in a 23% chance of an interest rate increase in June. They're not pricing in an interest rate increase at the current meeting, uh, at, at, at uh, today's meeting. Uh, we are still expecting two interest rate increases this year uh, coming in the fourth quarter. So this week's uh, FOMC rate decision will be key in terms of the commentary, uh, more so than the actual movement in rates. Yeah, in terms of data in Europe, we've got confidence data out, which will give us a guide as to whether the uh, stabilisation in European growth will indeed be continued into the second quarter. In Japan, uh, we have, as mentioned, the Bank of Japan rate decision, which will be the all-important data point. And finally, in China, we've got industrial profits data that is out. So an important data week uh, in terms of monetary policy for the US and Japan. Turning our attention now to our investment idea for the week, uh, it's a part of our Deltec Outlook series looking at the United States. Uh, and the reason we're focusing on the US is it's, it's our most bullish region if we look at things from an economic perspective and a market perspective. Looking at data across the US, growth momentum is rising and the economic expansion remains firmly on track. When we break down the economy uh, into its various subcomponents, looking at the employment side of the economy, on page six of the presentation, which has been sent out to those subscribers of Deltec Research, uh, we can see that the employment data has uh, rolled over slightly over the recent months in terms of the leading indicators of employment, but it is, is still consistent with an approximate 100,000 increase in non-farm payrolls over the coming months. That increase in employment is likely to lead towards increasing wage growth. Indeed, early indicators, or leading indicators rather, of wages growth, such as the percentage of companies planning on raising wages, is consistent with approximately 3% wages growth over the coming year. That would represent the strongest wages growth that we've seen in almost 10 years. Looking at the inflation side of the economy, inflation is starting to rise. The Fed seems quite comfortable with inflation moving up. We can see both in terms of wages, as just mentioned, but also in terms of sticky price inflation, which is basically the price of all the goods you have to spend money on, uh, on page nine, is showing signs of increasing. So we can see now that the employment landscape in the US is improving, and as well as that, the inflation landscape in the US is improving quite markedly. So where does that leave us uh, looking at some of the subcomponents from a sector perspective? Well, from a consumption perspective, we're looking at the strongest wages growth and the strongest real income growth that we've seen for a decade. This leads us to a bullish view on US consumption. Combined with low interest rates, the strong income growth and low interest rates gives us a bullish outlook on housing. And if we look at house price to incomes on page 14, we can see that house prices are still approximately one standard deviation below average in terms of valuations. So we're bullish on the US housing sector, which is underscored by the uh, very low vacancy rates that we can see across the US housing market as well, and the demographic drivers which are supportive. Looking at the industrial production side of the economy, the ISM new orders has now risen three months in a row, and it's had one of the sharpest rises that we've seen since the exit from the financial crisis. 
On the top panel of page 18, we can see that ISM new orders indicator uh, rising, as well as that on page 19, we can see that the ISM new orders minus inventory is starting to trough. So we're bullish on the US industrial sector as well, which leads us uh, finally into the US CapEx sector. Now, the US CapEx sector is one that has really been falling behind in recent years. But if we expect that US consumption is going to rise, if US industrial production is going to rise, then US CapEx should follow as well. US productivity is currently the lowest it's been in almost 60 years. That, combined with the fact that companies have a lot of excess uh, free cash flow, leaves us in a scenario where companies have the need to invest, and as well as that, they have the means to invest. So CapEx is not an area that we're particularly bullish on right now, but it is an area that we are going to be turning more bullish on as the cycle progresses. So where does that leave us from a sector allocation perspective? Well, within the US, we're positive on the US consumer discretionary sector. We're positive on the US housing sector. We're also positive on selected financials, that is regional banks. The reason being that regional banks will benefit from stronger economic growth, which leads to not only stronger credit growth, but also a decline in non-performing loans. And finally, we're bullish on selected industrials. Where are the negatives? Well, this, in this environment where we can see inflation rising and economic growth broadening, we are more negative on interest rate sensitive assets. That includes utilities and REITs. Whilst long duration assets will continue to be well bid, we don't expect them to outperform some of the aforementioned cyclical sectors. Turning our attention now to our uh, overall allocations and our overall investment positioning, from a core portfolio perspective, we remain positive on the outlook for equities. The economic expansion globally continues. That leads us to a more positive outlook for equities over fixed income and cash. From a tactical perspective, where we have a preference for selected equities and cash and liquids over fixed income, as we've got a period of rising global growth momentum and supportive liquidity conditions. And finally, for opportunistic portfolios or direct investments, we have a preference for selected developed market assets which, have, uh, which carry a yield which is above the public market, market yield. I'll leave it there and open it up to any questions. Any questions from the room? Any questions from the phone line? Okay, thank you everyone for joining. Again, we're bullish on the US outlook. If you don't have a copy of the research, please feel free to contact either myself or your Deltec representative. Have a great week. Thank you.